You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am doing great. Is today the day we win an SEC championship, even though me and you told everybody that we won one on Saturday and no one is listening to us? No one is listening to us, and I don't blame them. Our math skills are subpar, so I understand. <laughs> I think we but did I clinch still, it. I still argue we clinched. I mean, I realize people can know, use math against me. I'm just going by logic. We, sh- we should have cut down, like, one net and been like, <laughs> You know, and that, and if we, or cut the same net down twice or something so that we can show it on a video or, I don't know, but this, this is the most bizarre thing that's ever happened. Uh, well, probably, that's probably a bit hyperbolic. hyperbolic. Um, Jimmy, a couple of things. All right, here's what we're going to do today on this podcast. Jimmy and I are cutting this segment while I'm on the road traveling to Birmingham. This is going to be our preview of Arkansas-Bama, which doesn't you know good because the game's already happened, but you can compare notes. Then Jimmy's going to send me his segment after the game um, with reaction and what he thought of the game. And then I'm going to have a segment of my own with reaction about what I thought after the game. And then we're going to put it all together and see how dumb we are. And the answer, spoiler alert, we're really dumb. Um, now, Jimmy, here's another thing. A buddy of mine who will go nameless, actually I'll say – his name is G. Berman. No, wait a minute. That's too obvious. Let's go Gil B. Um, that's an old Simpsons joke. You didn't get it, did you? No, no. <laughs> no, did I'm lost. Say, I said, let's call him G. Berman. Wait a minute. That's too obvious. No, let's go with Gil B. So if you can't put that together and figure out Gil Berman, what are you going to do? Do I know this person? No, you don't know him. I just thought he was Oh, I thought, I thought you were trying to tell us this was, I, this was someone we all would know. But this is just, okay. So this is a buddy of yours. Got it. He's a, he's a buddy of mine. He reached out. I do appreciate his listening to the podcast. He's a great American. Um, used to play basketball with him at the JCC all the time. He is the uncle of Lior Berman, who is playing for the Auburn Tigers right now and actually playing a lot. I mean, he played – several minutes last night. I mean, Auburn stunk it up, but uh, I was glad to see Leor out there. Leor played for Mountain Brook and was a hell of a player, and he's a walk-on at Auburn now. I wish he had gone to Alabama, but, you know, stay la vie. Um, anyway, Gil texted me last night because I said, hey, I'm proud of Leor getting in the game. And Gil said, yeah, me too. Um, by the way, lose the sound card. It sucks. So I'm, <laughs> I'm returning – I'm returning my sound card, my microphone. I'm returning all that shit. That's how fragile my self-confidence is. Only one that guy one had to person, tell you it's not good? Only one guy that I talked to twice a year had to tell me my sound card sucks, and that shit's going straight back to Amazon. <laughs> I sort of like it. Maybe uh, others should chime in. Maybe if you're listening to the podcast, feel free to tweet. Tweet at Locked On Bama or, or Luke uh, Luke's uh, Twitter account or mine and and uh, and, and and comment uh, if you want Luke to save the uh, sound card and the uh, the sound effects. 
I mean, I'm, I don't want to have to do my own kissing noises. <laughs> um, anyway. our, Nielsen's, our Nielsen's are bad enough. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, I haven't returned it yet, but I plan on returning it by Friday. So if we get no other reaction about the sound card, that shit's going back to Amazon. And whoever's getting it back is going to be pissed because I threw away practically everything associated with it that wasn't necessary. And I'm still going to demand my full refund. All right, Jimmy, let's talk about this uh, Bama-Arkansas game for a minute. Let's go ahead and give go ahead and give your predictions and what do you think is going to happen tonight, and this will wrap up the first segment. Man, I am unpopular enough. I've, I've, I've taken some heat on some message boards today even. I'm, I'm unpopular enough, and here I am. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say we're going to fall short tonight. Uh, I think Arkansas will win the game for a couple of – here's my reasoning. I do not believe, by the way, that Arkansas is better than Alabama. I think we proved in the first matchup that we're better. That doesn't mean that if we played them 10 times that we would win all 10 times. It just means that we're better than they are. And I believe, for instance, if we see them again in the SEC tournament or the NCAA tournament, I would probably pick Alabama to win no matter what happens tonight. I just think a couple of things. Um, I, I look at history. I look at averages. And if Alabama wins tonight, that means that Alabama is almost certainly going to finish 17-1 and and a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. I, I have a hard time accepting that as something that is going to happen. I, I feel that even 16 and two in SEC champions and a number two seed is just freaking incredible. But 17 and one, it would be the greatest regular season in Alabama basketball history. I, I, I just have a hard time accepting that. And I, I have a lot easier time believing we would lose on the road to the second best team in the SEC, then I believe that we're going to lose to Mississippi State or at home to Auburn. So just on the law of averages, I, I think Arkansas is going to win this game. Then throw in the fact that Herb is still banged up. Bruner is not back to full speed. Oates even said Petty's a little banged up. We don't have Jawan Gary back. So this Alabama team is not at full speed, and I think if we had another shot at Arkansas down the road, we would win. I'm not stating that we're overrated. I'm not stating that Arkansas is better. I just think we're unlikely to finish 17-1, and and we're playing on the road against the very best team in the SEC that is not Alabama. So uh, I, I think Arkansas is going to win a pretty tight game. I, I like Arkansas to win this game by one or two possessions. Okay, a couple of things. I'm going to go against the grain with you here. I'm going to say Alabama wins and the over covers. I'm going to be optimistic just because I like to be contrarian more than anything. Frankly, <laughs> my gut tells me Arkansas does win. Um, and I like the logic in a sense. But statistics should tell you that, okay, your argument about I can't see us going 17-1 and one is true except for the fact that we've played most of the games already. We're all right. we're so much closer to seventeen and one than we were when it was zero. We were zero and zero. Yeah, you I didn't exactly I mean? say it, when it, the season started we would finish sixteen and two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I went by so, there and going, ah, oh, we'll go sixteen and two. Yeah, my my point is that seventeen and one when the SEC season started seemed out of the question. Seventeen and one now is just 
hey, win these last three games against three teams that you've already beaten. <laughs> and yeah. and two of them handily. I can't remember exactly how bad we beat Mississippi State, but I think we beat them enough. Yep. Um, so, yep. yeah, I, I, again, I, your your argument makes sense if we if the SEC season was starting tomorrow and somebody said, okay, Jimmy, do you think we'll go 17-1? and one? Hell no, we're not going 17-1. and one. Well, now we're about to go 17-1 and one potentially because um, certainly Auburn didn't – Auburn looks like a, a papier-mâché team without Sharif Cooper. And Mississippi State, though they can be good, I mean, they did sneak up and beat Mississippi on the road the other night. Um, they can also be not so good. So I think that 17-1 and one is not out of the question. So I'm going to say Alabama wins tonight. Again, I'm going against my own instincts here. Uh, my instincts are usually right. Uh, you know, uh, it's sort of the George Costanza thing, but in opposite. I just go against my instincts because, again, I have no self-confidence. So my, my impulses are correct. I just don't believe me. So that's where it comes down to. So, hey, and I'll say this well, caveat about I'm not comfortable ever picking Alabama to lose. I mean, heck, if, even if our, you know, if, even I mean, well, what team do we have on campus that's bad? I, I can't even name one right now. But if, if our track and field team played Team USA, I would still go, gosh, I'm going to pick Team USA, but I'm uncomfortable doing this. Um I, I, I just don't like picking against Alabama, but 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 I'll, I'll say this: if we play well and we're knocking down shots from the perimeter tonight, and we have a good shooting night, Arkansas is not going to win this game. We're we're just too good. Um. All right, Jimmy. Because you brought it up, what kind of heat are you taking on the message boards? And we'll end it with this. Oh, not like a, a, a large amount of heat, just like you have no self-confidence. So when someone disagrees with me, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, uh, wow, this hurts. <laughs> no, oh, really, what, what I did, I tweeted uh, off the top of my head. I'm about to do something on Crimson Country Club. Luke and I will talk about it for two or three days once I put it together. But annually, right when spring practice starts, I rank the whole team. Best player down to number 63 or however many we have on, on scholarship of returning players, team guys that are returning from the team last year. So today was the first day I really started putting it together in my head. And, of course, you know, you always start at the top, not the bottom. So I'm like, who am I going to rank number one? And, and it wasn't official. It was just my thoughts. So I thought, you know, while I'm, while I'm putting these thoughts together, I think it'd make a good tweet. So I tweeted out, here are my – top five players and it was a popular tweet it got liked by a lot of people and there's a lot of comments but man a lot a lot of people didn't like my picks <laughs> but gosh you know you really open yourself up for that when it's such a wide open thing who are the best five players on the whole football team and uh, some people didn't get what I was doing uh, I, I don't rank them based on a prediction of what I think will happen next fall and how everyone's going to play in the season will unfold. I'll rank them based on, okay, what have they accomplished as college football players to date? For instance, I might believe Ja'Cory Brooks is going to be a better player than John Mechie. But when I say who's going to be our best players next fall, uh, it's not a projection. It's not a, hey, one day it's going to be Ja'Cory Brooks. It's, well, hell, John Mechie was a borderline all-SEC guy next year, so he's going to make the list. And Brooks does not because – he hasn't even practiced yet in college football. So some people didn't get that. And 
there were just, like for instance, a lot of people thought I shouldn't have left out Bryce. I love Bryce, but it's, it's, my list is what have you accomplished as a college football player so far? Not how good do I think you'll be a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. It's not that type of a list. That's, that's just a different list entirely. So I took some heat over that. Uh, there was a discussion on one of the big boards about who's recruiting info you could trust. My name didn't come up very much. And I, think, <laughs> and I don't actually put out a lot of my scoop that way. I should, that, that's really on me for not putting out more scoop, but I don't put out scoop like that on purpose. I, I'm not, I just don't see that as my role. Even though I think the people that listen to our podcast all the time know you and I, Luke, we have a pretty good batting average, you know, about when a kid's going to commit. Me and you are right a lot and, and and a lot of that information comes from our sources and not just the way the wind is blowing you know on a message board so uh so i guess that's it but it's really the tweet more than anything that i was like gosh i riled up a lot of people there you know and i'm surprised because twitter people usually don't aren't that opinionated <laughs> um, so, all right well, Jimmy, that's going to bring us to our first you know, break. Which you know what's funny? Live read whenever I, I, I figure out what it is. You, you know what's funny? I rated Malachi Moore like fourth, which is unbelievable. Who would have thought that? You know, I said Malachi Moore is the fourth best player on the whole team. And someone tweeted it at Malachi's mom. And instead of going, wow, boy, is she going to be proud? My first thought was, shit, this woman's about to kill me. I said her son's only the fourth best player on the team, you know. Uh, Penny Moore is one of the best followers on Twitter, y'all. I'm telling you, go follow her. Um, she, she's a gun. With her at the national championship game. Yeah, she's a gun. Um, okay, and I mean so, that as a compliment. We will. Uh, we'll be back with our reactions from the game. So y'all stay with us. Need to tell everybody about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is the place you want to go for all the parts your car will ever need. You've seen the ads. You've heard the jingle. You know what I'm talking about. You know your car is a hoopty. Go check out RockAuto.com. Go look at their incredible prices and then feel the compulsion to go ahead and, and buy. Like it's, it's, you're not going to be able to stop yourself. Uh, just buying what you need. You don't need to buy stuff you don't need. Don't do that. But go to rockauto.com buy the stuff you do need. It's all the co- parts your car will ever need. Not the parts your car will ever want. You just need to get the ones you need. And they've got them at fantastic prices. R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O dot com. That's what you need to do. Also want to tell everybody about betonline.ag. If you took the hogs minus the one and a half, well, kudos to you. I hope you're happy with your blood money. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I don't care who you bet on. BetOnline.ag is the place to go, and it's also the place that is endorsed by all things Locked On. So we appreciate them being a sponsor. You can bet on anything there at BetOnline.ag. That's important, by the way. BetAG. BetOnline.ag, I should say. .ag is what's important at the end. Um but you can bet on anything. You can bet on reality TV. You can bet on, obviously, college basketball and, and futures and politics. I mean, it's a whole bunch of stuff to be able to bet on. So it's wonderful. It's a great site. Poker, blackjack, casino-style games. 
Go check it out at betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% bonus. 50%. So you put in 100, you get 150 to play with. Go check out betonline.ag. Hey, it's Jimmy Stein from Locked On Bama after the Alabama loss to Arkansas. Didn't play well, richly deserved the loss, didn't shoot well, didn't handle the adversity well, but credit Arkansas, very, very good Arkansas team, an Arkansas team that has a chance to make some noise in the postseason, uh, deep with athletes, uh, Moses, heck of a player. Still some good signs from Alabama, I think Bruner's looking a little healthier, Juwan Gary played uh you know, Herb Jones didn't look exactly gimped up. I still think one of the things that's holding Alabama back a little bit is that, uh, you know, Bruner's not 100%. Gary, his first game back, I don't think Herb's 100% either. Uh, hopefully at some point Alabama will get healthy and, and get back to having, you know, all of its weapons. Uh, not sure that, that Alabama's shooting with all the bullets in the gun right now. And, uh, and that's affecting things, but... Uh, boy, tonight really felt like a true road game. Some of it was the officiating. The free throw discrepancy was outrageous uh, based on how physical the game was. Uh, the crowd was loud. Uh, it just felt like one of our, our first true road games of the season, period. And, uh, you know, we didn't handle it that great. Uh, but in this pandemic season where... No one's been able to fill up a coliseum. Uh, you know, the road games have been sort of quiet and docile, and there hasn't been much of a road advantage. I felt Arkansas had a huge home uh, home court advantage tonight, and, uh, boy, Alabama just couldn't handle that well. On the other hand, maybe it was a good uh, introduction into what the postseason's going to be like, and, uh, uh, you know, Alabama's got some things to work on. Um. A few bright spots. Bruner played great in the first half. Uh, I thought Coinerly played well at times. Uh, Juwan Gary uh, kept Alabama in the game. Could have really been a blowout in the first half without uh, without what Juwan Gary added. Uh, Petty made a couple of good shots. Uh, but in the end, uh, just couldn't get it done. Couldn't overcome uh, Arkansas playing really well. I think they've won about eight games in a row. Uh, and the officiating said it, it, it is what it is. Uh, it's not why Alabama lost the game. Alabama didn't play well enough to win the game and, and beat a good team. Uh, but, but I'm sure after film review, uh, Nate Oates and his staff might have a few things to say to the uh, SEC office after, um, after reviewing the tape. So next is at Mississippi State, uh, who – has not been playing well lately, but then played you know pretty well tonight against a, a an undermanned bad uh, South Carolina team. Uh, it won't be easy on the road uh, against Mississippi State, who's long and athletic. Reminds me a little bit of the Arkansas team played tonight, you know, in terms of their roster. Um, but if you're going to win the SEC, you got to win on the road. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, Saturday. Uh, and then uh, a, another uh, matchup next week. The midweek game is against Auburn, and that's a big game no matter what is happening in terms of the SEC standings and the NCAA tournament. But 
really, as as far as you know, tonight, I wouldn't be too negative about it. You know, when you lose on the road against a really good team, that doesn't mean much. But lose on the road against an average or bad team, that can mean a lot. So really, Saturday's game against Mississippi State might mean a little bit more about what's going to happen with this Alabama team down the stretch than uh, than just losing against a very good Arkansas team on the road in a night we didn't shoot it well as a team and didn't get a lot of help from uh, from the officials. So let's see what happens against Mississippi State on Saturday. Thanks for listening to Locked on Bama and spring football practice starts in three weeks. That'll be a lot of fun for us to go over the uh, the depth chart and uh, and really take a look at some of these early entry freshmen uh, that will be practicing with the team for the first time. So have a great Thursday, and we will see you guys later on Locked On Bama. I don't have a ton to add to what Jimmy said. This is going to be short and sweet. Um, certainly a lot of things were disappointing about that game. And if people want to go off on the officiating, I get that. I I try my best not to do that because I don't want to be a hypocrite because I always make fun of Stan White, always make fun of uh, Andy Burcham and the other guys on Auburn broadcast who love to talk about how the officials always are out to get them. That was the largest free throw discrepancy in the SEC in 10 years. That can be said without um, saying anything else. And so fill in your own blanks there. I think what we can do here is make sure that the team doesn't get down. Make sure that the team doesn't get incredibly frustrated I think that's the one thing that I took away was how frustrated everybody got at the fouls. Now, I it's hard to blame college kids, but these were our seniors that were getting this frustrated. Herb Jones, John Petty, obviously got pretty frustrated with the fouls. Um, those guys need to be the, the calming influences. And I'm hoping that is the last time we see issues like that with them because I know how good of kids they are. And I don't want them to be an example of somebody who pitches a fit when things aren't going their way. Pitches a fit, probably a bit of a stretch for me, but they did very openly show their frustration with the refs. Um, we also need to keep our heads up just so we can beat Mississippi State. Let's go beat Mississippi State and just win this thing and be done with it. And then this game goes away. It really does. It literally goes away. The odds of our getting a one seed were very, very low. So don't worry about that part. It doesn't matter. I don't even want to be the one seed, to be frank with you. If we're the one seed, we get the best two seed. If we're, uh, I mean, so it's really the same kind of thing because if we were the two seed, we get the best one seed. It doesn't really change anything. Um Theoretically, yeah, it changes your seeding, and and uh, you're supposed to play the the worst team in the next round or whatever. I'm gonna tell you something. Usually, we'd rather play those eight, those seven teams than those eight nine teams. Those eight nine teams come in hungry as a a bear. So, 
Um, sorry, I don't have any good analogies here at six in the morning when I'm when it's not even six, five thirty in the morning when I'm doing this. So uh, I should have concentrated a little more. Okay, that's going to be it for that. Let's put this game behind us. Go beat Mississippi State. Go beat Auburn. Win that championship. Be done with it, and then do what we can in the in the uh, SEC tournament. That's that's my goal. We get a two seed, and and we're off to the races. Roll tight, everybody.